Sunday, August the 9th. Welcome to the Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Today we're continuing our series, Secret Treasures, which has all come from a beautiful verse in Isaiah, which is, I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in the secret places. We've been in a really hard season, and it's often in the hard seasons where we learn the most. And actually, that verse, I will give you those hidden treasures, riches stored in those secret places, what we learn in the dark often becomes that treasure. At the start of lockdown, I asked God a question which I often ask, which is, what is this season all about? And God gave me a verse from Jeremiah 17, 8. And it says, they are like trees planted by the river bank, with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. And as I reflected on this verse, I thought that God was saying that the trees thrive and not just survive. And the trees thrive because they were planted by a river bank and their roots went deep. So for me to thrive in this season, not just survive, meant that my roots needed to go deep into God and they needed to stay there. For me, that meant connecting into rhythms that connect me to God. For each of us in this season, we've talked about what is it that our new normal is. We've lost what was normal. I've always had rhythms in my life that sustain me. So in this season, I've dug deep into those, but also I've established new rhythms, habits that have become for me like treasure. And rhythms are not just a good idea. They're a God idea because rhythms are built into the heart of creation. There was morning, there was evening, the first day. God created for six days and then he rested. Seasons are built into nature and the year throughout the Bible was built with seasons and rhythms of rest and celebration. Jesus' life was built around rhythms that connected him to God and connected him to those he was doing life with, but also the mission he was called with. And actually in Luke 6, verse 12, we see some of those rhythms. And it starts with Jesus spending time alone with God, that space of solitude, and then building a community of like-minded people to support his life, a community around him. And finally, offering his healing power to the world, the ministry that he'd been called to. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray. And he spent the night praying to God. And when morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them who he designated as apostles. And he went down with them and stood on a level place. And a large crowd of his disciples were there and a great number of people from all over Judea and Jerusalem, from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Jesus lived a balanced life that was built around the rhythms that kept him connected to God. And one of the ways that we can grow intentionally, like Jesus, is to establish rhythms in our lives that keep us living with purpose 
whatever the season we're in. In this season, I've needed those rhythms and I'm sure you have too. Like many in this season too, I've been growing things in my garden, watching things grow has really given me a sense of life and feeling like actually nature still does its things, but actually many of those plants have needed extra support to help them grow strong and well. They've needed a trellis. And in a similar way, when we start to build rhythms into our lives, actually it provides structure that enables us to grow strong and stay healthy. It keeps us living with intentionality, stops us from drifting away from who God created us to be. And in seasons where it feels like life is shaken, those rhythms can be the structure that keep us from falling. I've always had rhythms in my life. And during this season, I've really actually enjoyed some of the new rhythms that have been established. I'm a morning person. I'm sorry for those who aren't, but I am. And as soon as I wake, it's very easy for me just to immediately start my day to start work and to plan my day. So I found that I need my rhythms to kick in immediately. So I'm waking, I get out of bed and I kneel and I give the day to God. Now, there is nothing special about kneeling. But for me, it's an outward expression of an inner submission that this is God's day and I want to give thanks for it. And then I have a little simple mantra, which is Bible before phone. So again, before I'm planning or scrolling, whatever, I want to start my day by God defining me rather than my day defining me. And time with Father always does that for me. Now, we each connect to God in different ways. And some it might be worship, some walking, whatever it is. Finding out what makes your heart sing and connecting with God is such an important rhythm. I have many rhythms in my life. One is the daily alarm at 12 o'clock to pray the Lord's Prayer. Again, it's a small thing, but it connects me with God and the wider church praying the same prayer. I have books that I like to study and rhythms around that. I've got rhythms of connecting with people that I'm accountable to. I've got rhythms of friendships that I want to spend time with those who don't know Jesus and those who do. I've got rhythms around my marriage, around my family life, around exercise. I've built rhythms around everything that's important and that I want to be intentional about. And actually the rhythms go in my diary first and the rest after that. They're the pillars that support everything I do. And each of those rhythms helps me to live a life of intentionality and it keeps me growing and developing as the person that God made me to be. In this season, I've developed new rhythms. I love to walk. And so that time where we were only allowed that one walk a day, getting out into the countryside was such a gift. But actually I've discovered early every morning when I walk in the countryside, it connects me to God in a new way. It restores my soul. And actually that's a rhythm that has been a treasure to me, a rhythm that I don't want to lose because it's given me space where I've met God and remembered who I am despite the storm, a hidden treasure. The other rhythm that I've really tried to press into is Sabbath. 
and this season has brought a lot of new work and new pressures and like many, I've had to figure out what does rest look like? But God built creation and rest and Sabbath were at the heart of it. After six days of creating, God rested. And in doing so, he built this rhythm at the centre of creation that we work for six days and then we rest for one. And actually this cadence of work and rest is just as vital to our humanness as food or water or oxygen and sleep. And if we want to thrive, we need to rest. And some Sabbath is something that I've tried to practice to have a day where I reconnect with God and those around me to rest. I love what John Mark Homer says about the Sabbath. He's written a great book called Garden City and you might really enjoy that. But he says this about Sabbath. He said the Sabbath is meant to be a day when God has my rapt attention. It's a day when I'm fully available to my family and friends. The Sabbath is a day with no to-do lists. It's a day where I don't accomplish anything and I don't feel guilty. It's a day when my phone is off, my email is closed and you can't get hold of me. The Sabbath isn't a day to buy or sell, to get more. It's a day to enjoy what I already have. I have a day off each week and I found normally that actually what would happen is on that day, I would just exchange one set of work for another set of work. And God really started challenging me about this. And so Simon and I started to really try and practice the art of Sabbath. We would try and get the work done, the house tidy and cleaned before our day off. We would intentionally start to think about slowing down, to think about resting and laying things down. We would intentionally use the day to rest, to recreate ourselves with God and to those around us. We would be present to those around us. And this season, it's been really hard to practice Sabbath in the ways that we have. Juggling work and schoolwork and a big household has felt stretching. But to flourish, I know that rest and Sabbath are essential. So we've had to be creative with rest and what that looks like. So Sabbath has looked like a longer walk, which I find really restful. It's also looked like every day choosing one thing that I'm going to do to bring me joy. It could be as simple as planting seeds or reading, whatever it is, something that's brought me joy, that's kept me in that place of being thankful. It's also looked like staying connected with people that I do life with, life-giving relationships. Sabbath has been moments rather than the whole day in this season. But at the heart has been the same desire to have time that recreates me and connects me to God and those around me. And while Sabbath has looked different, it has been a treasure in the darkness for us. So in this season, what does rest look like for you? What does it mean for you to Sabbath well? What are some of the rhythms that have helped you to thrive in this season, to become like those trees planted in the water? And as we move into times where hopefully there's more freedom and more ability to do things like we used to, what are some of the rhythms that you want to keep hold of so that you can become like those trees 
planted by the water. Brilliant. It's great to have um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Simpson, with me this morning. As you know, we've been talking about how God is with us. And God has proven himself again and again to be so present uh, through the last four or five months. He's been there through the whole of our lives, but uh, he's, he's definitely been so with us through the last few months. And I, I've had, spoke to Elizabeth last week and she had the most amazing story of just really um, God being very present in her situation and being a God who blesses so that she can bless others. And so she's just going to share that story now, hopefully as an encouragement to us all. So over to you, Elizabeth. Hello, everyone. Yes, as Claire said, I received a huge blessing one evening in May when I had to go to do the weekly shop at Oldies. As I went into the entrance, I followed a man and his little boy. And as often happens, I bumped into this man and his little lad several times around the store. And it turned out that I ended up queuing at the checkout behind them. The man was, we had a little conversation about the little lad and and how difficult it is to teach them to self-distance. And then as the man was paying for his shopping, he looked at me and he said, I would like to pay for your shopping. Hmm. And I said, you can't do that. I've got a full shop here. And he said, no, I, I really would like to pay for your shopping. I try to do an act, a random act of kindness every day. And with that, he placed £40 ahead of my shopping on the the belt. And then he was gone. Oh, before he went, he said, I can afford it. I'm the boss of Papa John's. So I get to the checkout lady and I felt quite overwhelmed. And if I'm honest, a little bit emotional. And I said to her, you'll have to share this with me. So I gave her £20. And she said, well, I'm not allowed to accept money. So, but I could ask someone. She called her supervisor who said, yes, I think that's fine. I I can see the circumstances here. So I packed my shopping, put it in the car. And I knew that I'd got to go to Sainsbury's. And on the way, I thought, what can I do? Father God, what can I do with this 20 pounds that might bless someone else? And straight away, the word find came to mind. And I knew that at Sainsbury's, they would have a box to put groceries in Mm. that would then be distributed to families in need. So I had the most amazing time at Sainsbury's um, (laughs) spending this money that I knew would help others. Mm. And it made me think that out of God's blessings... I receive so much and every day I try to think, how can I, out of my blessings, bless someone else? And on that day, this man not only blessed me, the checkout lady and the families that would receive the food, but yes, it really made me think about how much I have and what I have to be grateful for. Mm wow what an amazing story I mean you know you hear of these things sometimes in the news don't you but actually to happen to you 
um, a moment where God just reminded you that he was there and that you have so much that you can give to others. What an amazing blessing. And so many people were blessed by that act of kindness. Uh, Such an encouragement for us all, Elizabeth, to keep our eyes fixed on God and expect him to do amazing things every single day. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that with us. That was great.